Hello, everyone. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. Hope you're all nice and snuggly and warm because it's been a very snowy weekend for the East Coasters. Um, I, if you hear small children shrieking, it is because I live right next to a school and they're all having a field day out there with all the snow. They're having a nice little play date out in the snow and they are screaming because they're little kids and they're adorable. But uh, if you hear that, there is no one being murdered, no one being, uh, no one in peril, I hope. Uh, it is pure fun childhood imagination. Kelsey, how are you? I'm doing great, Dill. I'm coming off a big win. I'm still riding this high. So That's right. Yeah, if you I'm saw our season good. premiere, if you saw our season premiere last week, season two, we took a few weeks off. We're back season two, new intro. And we had our first ever Marvel trivia match uh, in the style of the Schmodown, doing some Marvel trivia between Kelsey, Zach, and JD. And Kelsey won not just a win, but like a domination. She really, she really handed it to everyone um it was a lucky wheel spin you spinned a category you were very good in and yeah uh, contestants had much tougher categories they were all in my opinion the same difficulty level but we had a discussion about that <laughs> some challenges were thrown out zach challenged uh, challenged me to a trivia match even though i'm the one who writes questions which means kelsey's got some question writing to do eventually um and jd Ch- uh, shouted out chad our co-host for the episode last week um so mm. we've already got some more trivia matches in the works and eventually someone will be worthy enough to hold the hammer now uh, to, to fight Kelsey for an, a, a Marvel trivia title, but she holds a belt until she loses it. So Kelsey, you, you, you said you're riding high. Has it been a relief to not have to watch these movies twice a day? <laughs> um, Honestly, like, yeah, I was, it's cause like I was, I rewatched them all, but it wasn't like a play. It wasn't just for like leisure, you know, like it was right. for sport. I was taking notes. I was writing. I was, I had the IMDB page like pulled up, like as I was watching the movie. So I could like write down actors names, mm-hmm. the director, yep. the person who did the soundtrack, like all of that. Wow. So yeah, it's nice to take a break from the MCU for a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, I texted you earlier and you were like watching Eternals and you're like, sorry, it's just, this is my fourth time watching it. So like, it's just fresh on the brain. I'm like fourth time. I only watched it the second yeah. time last night with Landon. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I've not seen this movie more than once at the time you had seen it four times as it already hit Disney plus. So you had already seen it in theaters. So you've watched Eternals like so many times. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I might be well, exaggerating I, the number, but yeah, no, it, that's no, crazy. it's been it's been three or four times for sure since it wow. since it hit Disney Plus. But to be fair, like the first time I watched all the way, all the way through, like I I think I only got like three quarters of the way in because then I had to go do something, and then the second mm. time it was just because I went over to our friend James's house and he was like in the middle of watching it, so I'm like kind of counting those like half times I watched it, yeah, in in there. So I haven't watched a two and two hour and 30 minute movie four say, times if you get a letterbox kelsey you'll be able to track exactly how many times you watch all these movies and at the end of the year they will tell you you are crazy um they will give you a year in review and be like you watch this movie 22 times and you'd be like i don't wow, need uh yeah i don't need letterbox to tell me that I very much know that I am an insane person. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Speaking of insanity, it's been so long since we've had any Marvel news. Uh, Before we get into the topic of today, which we haven't even introduced, we're counting down the top 10 Marvel deaths because, you know, COVID's still around and we're all still very sad. Let's (laughs) let's all grieve together. Um, But but Kelsey, what is what is uh, your news before we get into the, the top 10 
Marvel deaths. So it came out or it came out while we were doing our little hiatus, so we didn't get to talk about it. But uh the Moon Knight trailer. We got our first little teaser trailer for Moon Knight coming on March 30th. Um, so I just wanted to talk about this trailer mm-hmm. a little bit. It looks pretty trippy. The entire really concept of the show is about this poor man named Mark. Mark Spector. I looked into this character too in my a regular uh, name for a superhero. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I looked into him in my uh, Marvel encyclopedia. So I do have some fun things to say about him. But cool. uh, this poor man, Mark, is dealing with a sleep disorder where he cannot tell the difference between his waking life and his dreams. So there's a lot of like, you know, uh, situations where he's dealing in where he has to, he's constantly questioning himself. He doesn't know what he's seeing is real or if the person coming at him trying to kill him is actually mm-hmm. do, trying to do that or if he's simply just stuck in a nightmare. We don't know what it is. It's giving me a lot of like Loki vibes in the sense where yeah. like we're we're not going to know a hundred percent what's going on. It looks very trippy. High concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost has like a horror aspect to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... he almost comes across himself as like a Batman, like where he's a hero, but he's like a dark hero. You know, he's got he's got yeah. vengeance. You know, <laughs> like it, yeah, it, it looks he's got some gritty. angst. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and just like I, I don't, I don't, I. I don't know if it was the actor who's playing um, Moon Knight himself who said this, but right at the end, we just heard another voice say, embrace the chaos. So this might be some sort of mentor figure he seeks out throughout the series. Maybe it's the an antagonist that isn't just the demons within himself. Mm-hmm. We're not sure, but I really, really like that addition of that line. So as I said before, Mark Spector... Um, he was a mercenary who was left for dead in Egypt in the desert, but then he's rescued by followers of the Egyptian god Khonsu. I googled oh. how to say that, so I hope that's the correct pronunciation. Khonsu. And this this god, uh, this Egyptian god, gave him his powers. So, what are his powers? Are you wondering? I'll tell you. They are. So he is, I, I'm assuming, superhero. Okay, superhuman strength that waxes and wanes with the moon. So I love this, like, playing uh, of, wane, like... and waxing. I get it. It's that's like verbatim. I took, I took that line verbatim out of the encyclopedia. I did not come out. I did not come up with that on my I own. thought you went with... I was like, wow, that's, like, sixth grade science for me. Like, did you do the moon phases song? No, do you know what that is? No. It was like I remember moon, like learning... half moon, waning crescent. I, I don't remember. Anyway, um waxing gibbous. Yeah, no, it, it was I gotta find it. I didn't wow. learn about the moon until I went until I went to college and took an astronomy. I was gonna say I, I, I still, you know, I, I want to go to the moon someday. So so I can see it from my own eyes and be like, that but is it's... a waning gibbous. Yeah. But it's interesting yeah. to think about because it's like <laughs> his strength depends on like I guess how full the moon is and on full moon cool. nights like he must be at his strongest, you know? It's giving me very much like Ramus Lupin in the Harry mm. Potter series vibes. Look at that. You yeah. know, some werewolf stuff happening here. Yeah, um but he also has some cool toys, I guess, some gadgets with him as well. He has throwing darts. Um, he carries a cross with him that glows whenever danger is near, and he has an ivory boomerang. That's so cool. he's a cool dude. It is a boomerang. I'm, cool, nice. I'm really excited for this this concept and this character. And yeah, that's yeah. all I have to say about it. Cool. Well, I've got some bad news. 
Not Aww. bad news. Maybe it could be good news, but also bad news. But James Gunn on Deadline confirmed that this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be the final time we see this team of Guardians. Now, there's a lot to dissect with that. That could mean the last time we see this group together, meaning if like let's just say Groot dies again because he's died four times. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll get to it in our ranking, but he's All already right. died so many times in the MCU. Yeah. Like, if he dies again, like, it's not the same group. He either means it in that sense, where, like, after every movie, it's, you know, you won't see the same group, or, like, these actors are all done, which we've already kind of heard a little bit of stirrings that, like, Dave Batista might be done, Bradley Cooper might be done, just people whose contracts are up, and they're like, I'm ready to move on. But, um, yeah, a lot of people are reading into this one of two ways. I'm reading into it more as, a, like, you're never going to see this team all together at once again, whereas a lot of people are like, we're never going to see these characters again. I'm like, it's the MCU. We thought we were done seeing Loki. We thought we were done seeing Gamora. We thought we were done. And I don't want to spoil this list that we're going to get to. But like a lot of these deaths aren't as tough Permanent. now because we see them in, in other yeah. things. You know, we get a yeah. whole series yeah, on yeah, Loki yeah. after he's died 40 times. Um, so, yeah, it, it's like it, it's interesting that like I, I read that news today as we're filming an episode about Marvel deaths because it's like, does that mean they're all going to die? Probably not. Does that mean we're never going to see these actors again? Maybe some of them. Uh, Chris Pratt don't know what he has lined up but maybe we won't see him again but I, I just can't believe I can't believe that they would just like not have the Guardians ever come back into the mm. MCU it just doesn't seem right but thoughts on that Kels anything well and and I'm even thinking there might be like a group of Guardians it just might not be you know that group. these yeah. these specific characters you know what right. I mean because because every Guardians movie has like this one big death like we'll talk about a few of them maybe uh, today <laughs> but like this is like I just can't imagine them all never coming back. Um, maybe not all together, but yeah, I, I think it's a very cryptic message that people are really reading into a little too much. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think this might be the last like Guardians movie, maybe. But like, that's yeah, fine. totally. Um, because because again, we don't want to feel like it's excessive. Like, there's no more that we're just telling the story for money's sake or just to do it. Yeah, you know, like there actually has to be a point. And I think so far, these Guardians movies have actually made a good point. Um. Anyway, let's get into these deaths. Let's talk. Um, yeah. The way Kelsey and I did it, we we picked our top ten. We kind of had like different interpretations of top ten in terms of like uh, mine is more like which one emotionally like sadly affected me. Kelsey's okay. is more like overall just like this affected me. Like it's a memorable death scene, and yeah. I did I did omit some that like fit into the category of fake outs. So like. I don't know if they're on your list, but like Bucky in the first Avenger, like okay. technically does, doesn't die because he's, you know, he's winter soldier. He, he comes back, but I did include characters that come back in another form. So like not to spoil my list, but like uh, someone like Loki who does come back, but it's the 2012 Loki coming back for the Loki series. But that infinity war Loki is still dead. Same with like Gamora um, and even like black widow, her, her death happened, but then we got a prequel, but she is still dead in the universe. I, I counted those. Um, and there's one huge death that I didn't put on my list. I don't know if you did, but I did not put the snap because that was a temporary blip. Um, Okay, but, but it'll be interesting when we get there. If if you did uh, add some some snapped away people or encompassed in the one, I thought about it. I was like, should I just because if in terms of scenes, I'm like that's like my number one, just the whole snap. But I was sure, like, none yeah. of them actually died. Like they all come back. Um, sure. And so I don't know. And like Yelena's snap is like immediate. Like she snaps away and she's like, oh yeah, I'm back. I'm back that quick. Um, yeah. Monica Rambo, same thing. So, uh, Kelsey, was there anything specific in terms of like what you decided to like omit from your list or? 
Um, I definitely like didn't include like Bucky because like he yeah. he didn't die. He didn't he, die. He, no. he, he survived that fall. Um, really, what I did was I just like I didn't even like I just thought I was like okay, well like when someone says MCU deaths to me, like what are the first things that come to mind? Because I feel like those are the ones that I have like mm-hmm. the most, like the, like a visceral reaction to like, whether it made me right. go like, Oh my God, what? No way. Or just straight sobbing. Yeah. Um, or and I was with you, you know, for some of them. And I, I already know some of them that are going to come up because I remember <laughs> distinct memories of Kelsey crying of surprise. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's basically how, how I did my death. Some deaths I just thought were like also kind of beautiful in a way, just like a beautiful mm-hmm. send off. So one death I'm, I'm quite stoked to talk about just because I <laughs> because was like, like cool. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. You know, yeah, okay. I'm interested. Cause I don't think we're going to have the same list. Like I, I think we're going to have some overlap. Yeah. No, but we're going to have a different list. And if, if my number one is her 10, we'll just talk about it when it first comes up. That's how we'll do it. We'll count backwards because we might have similar number ones or close to the same number ones. I don't, know um do you want to just get into it and then at the end we can also bring up if we had any honorable mentions but Kels, what what is your number 10 mcu death i can't this is like such a morbid topic but it's, yeah, it's interesting to talk about because they do death scenes very well they do they do so my number 10 uh my number my top 10 mcu death is gamora's death in infinity war <laughs> that's my number two <laughs> that is wow like, that is up there wow okay so why why is well so all right it's it's low for me because dill you and i watched infinity war together um and i ruined this death for me because i was i was like so in denial that like what ended up happening wasn't gonna happen that i actually said it out loud and was like oh my god like he just pushes gamora off the cliff like i made the joke and then it happened and i was like wait i didn't think that was actually gonna happen like that was just a joke and then he did it so then i was like oh well this i kind of took the moment away from myself by like making the joke and then i was just like oh well this is like this like this is ruined for me now that is my number two wow yeah because i know the way i thought about it like in the theater because this was before the snap before end game where we we knew whose contracts were up like this was if you had made a list of the people most likely to die in infinity war i think because gamora was like a focus of the trailer i don't think they were ever setting her up to die like no one thought she would die no one thought any of the guardians would really die in an infinity war movie especially because we just had a big death in guardians one and guardians two like no one mm-hmm. saw this coming and i remember mm-hmm. just being so powerful and just like the idea that he kills his own daughter and like you can actually see a love there and it's the one moment of humanity that we see from this guy this idiot this big purple doofus um yeah yeah like he he pushes her off and you see that tear and on his roll down his face it's like it's it's emotional in that way and i i get it it's gross because it's like fuck you dude but like yeah at the same time i'm like well that's good storytelling i was like that is a beautiful moment and like it doesn't hit you that it's real until the peter quill stuff goes on and we i've had my own qualms about peter quill like if you had just waited 30 fucking seconds um yeah you you, you could have saved the whole fucking galaxy or, and universe but i get it and it and it shows why he was so emotional because this was such an important person and you didn't expect it to happen even when she's up on the cliff you don't think it's gonna happen you really don't you think there's gonna be some way of her getting out or nebula coming to save her and then dying that way like i thought nebula might die but like i never thought gamora would die that early mm. um and yeah, sure. I, I think it kind of contradicts what I said earlier about the fact that we do see her again. 
but it's not the same Gamora. And it's so much yeah. not the same Gamora that like she doesn't even recognize Quill. And that's what makes it even more heartbreaking to me watching her death because this was the, the Gamora that we all fell in love with. The 2014 mm-hmm. Gamora, no one loves her because no one really knows, you know, that, that 2014 Gamora is so emotionally void to everything else that's gone on with that crew. So I'm interested to see what they do with either Thor Love and Thunder or Guardians 3 whenever they do tackle that storyline of yeah. trying to like get her back or not or kind of re reintroduce themselves to her uh i'm interested to see how that'll go yeah yeah totally yeah and, and the music i mean they they copied I the death in the second one because it's the music is so good there too had i seen infinity war in theaters it probably would have been like totally different for me probably would have felt hmm, different okay. i def you know even if i thought like oh my god he's just gonna push Gamora off the cliff like I wouldn't have said it out loud but I did and then like you and Landon who had seen the movie were like yeah he is he's (laughs) definitely about to to do exactly that yeah like literally so it was it was my own doing why this death is so low it's not because I didn't think it was done well or I didn't like this character as much it's just I and it's, it for myself. And it's all subjective and these are good deaths like i mean not good deaths but good well-made death sequences and, and hard affecting deaths are like 10 is still the top 10 like marvel deaths i looked there were like 70 80 something named character deaths in, in the mcu like 10 is a lot like 10 is big 10 only because of recency bias on my list not recency bias in the fact that like it's so recent i can't put it higher is gilgamesh in eternals is he on your oh. list I forgot about him. I know. It's so sad. I was watching it again last night because Landon hadn't seen the rest of it. And I've seen it four times. Yeah, you've seen it four times. But it's it's a sad moment because, you know, there's yeah. that idea of like, Thena, come on, you, you ruined that. But also like, no, but like he, he his whole thing was putting others above himself and mm-hmm. it's it's very common that we see like this moral compass be the one who dies but like this one especially it was like we're so new to these characters but Gilgamesh felt like someone we fully understood just in his few moments you know he's the one cooking everyone food and with his sweat water or saliva water I always think it's sweat or piss or something it's, it's saliva I always mess that up but um yeah it's a really emotional moment and and it's very graphic it's like you, you, each spear of the the what are they called the celestial like like tentacles into him the tentacles yeah and then he's just like yeah. slowly draining the life out of him it's like ooh, it's, just, it's hard to watch and it's sad yeah he was, he was one of my favorite eternals so it was it was very unfortunate but yeah yeah and even his dying words his dying message isn't even for him it's for athena he's just mm-hmm. saying remember always remember like oh yeah so good like i'm getting emotional talking about it and that's what oh, these that was do. A- that's a good one, Dill. Wow, it's that's a, number ten. I'm I'm well, scared because it's, so it's so recent. It's so recent that I, I'm not gonna put this above like Tony Stark because I'm like you know sure, it's, it's sure. Gilgamesh. Like I've only known him for so long. Yeah, give me another year, and Gilgamesh <laughs> may be my number one Marvel death. We'll see. Sure. Um, a few more. Well, the the pie he dropped was an honorable mention. A really sad. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That's <laughs> a, that was a tough your, loss for sure. What is, what is your number nine? My number nine is Thanos. The first time he gets killed in Endgame when uh, Thor beheads him. Yeah, I, I was thinking more emotionally, so I didn't put this on my list. But that's a good death to talk, talk about, Kel. Well, listen, this is just deaths that I've had vis- visceral reactions to. And this was definitely one of them. Yeah. As soon as he went and goes, what did you do? And he said, I went for the head. I was like, hell yeah, you did. Absolutely, you did. You, I was like, Thor went there with one goal. And he accomplished it. He succeeded. So it was just great to like 
you know, have Thor get this like redemption and also ha- watch Thanos like get his comeuppance. Yeah. And again, it happened so early in the movie because the way the trailers were setting mm-hmm. it up was that these this team was going to fight off against Thanos. But it, it, it seemed like it would be at the end that he would mm-hmm. fall. Like, mm-hmm. It's 20 minutes in and, and he just cuts his head off and you're like, what? What is yeah. going on? And then it's just that cut to black like five years later and you're like, what is this movie? Um, yeah. It was yeah. Just so surprising. So yeah, I, I love that. And and again, like the callback to the fact that like if he had just gone for the head earlier, none of this would have happened and Thor getting that like cathartic revenge, but then you see it kind of like sticks with him and it, it doesn't help relieve his emotions. Like he goes into like a rough shape because of it um, and it changes yeah. his life. It yeah. doesn't really satisfy him. Um, my number nine, you might not have this. It's it's the duo, Howard and Maria Stark. That scene where they die, where Bucky kills them. Oh. Ooh. That, yeah. is, that is like a rough death. Like that, that, that is, is one rough. You, you know is happening. And I wanted to put it on the list because I think it's unique in the fact that like we already know they die and we know bits and pieces, but it's teased around and we finally get the full picture later on in Captain America Civil War. And when you see it's Bucky who kills them and like, and so mercilessly too, like he's unfaced. His mm. face is just like mm-hmm. very cold, just killing them. It, it, it's a very good death sequence. And it, it really does trigger that emotional impact of the third act of that movie for sure. Like, oof, it's a tough one. And you know, we don't love these characters, but we love Tony enough that we mm-hmm. feel for him. And we love Bucky enough and, and Cap enough to where we feel with them too. Yeah. Uh, when it all happens. So that was my number nine. That's a good number nine. That's yeah. a good one. Ooh, I'm still, I'm loving your list so far. I'm having a great time. It gets, it gets much more conventional from eight up. Like eight up is going to be like probably all the ones you also have, but okay. We'll see. Tomorrow we'll was we'll in my number two. So who knows? <laughs> my number eight is Pietro Baximoff. I didn't put it on mine either. I, this was my last minute cut because I was like, when I go back these 10 deaths, I just, they're more effective emotionally. I don't know. Like Quicksilver, sure. it almost felt felt like he was. It was too soon. Like we just met him, and boom, he was gone. Yeah, and I get that's the point. But but well, that's kind of how that's kind of how I felt about Gilgamesh. It's like I feel like we just we just yeah. met this guy, and now he's gone. But uh, yeah, I, it, it it's it's one of those deaths that like made me angry because like he was clearly like would have been a fan favorite that walked away from that movie. I, I know that like, I feel like everyone, you know, loves Wanda n- nowadays, but I feel like in age of Ultron, like everyone just like loved this like cheeky guy who is like super fast and like had this catchphrase of like, didn't see that coming. Like, you know, I just, I was like, yeah, I was vibing with him. I was like, this is a cool character. Like that. I love their like sibling dynamic, how they were so protective of one another. Like I, I, and it was just one of those things that where it's also in a way a noble death because he does sacrifice himself for Clint and, mm. and he, and he dies on his, on his, on his catchphrase. Listen, I wasn't going to go there. You went there. It's we all so know funny. how we feel. I, we, listen, I, I like everyone Clint, knows how we it's feel. Like, oh, it just sucks. Cause it's like, oh, we, we know Clint so well. And it's like, we didn't get the time with, with Pietro. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah definitely wish i got some more time with pietro especially since wandavision was like teasing it like uh, and he shows up at the door and who is it it's ralph boner Boner. the name that kelsey hates me mentioning on the podcast but um all right my number eight might be higher on your list it's loki in infinity war okay yeah yeah where is it uh he's number three 
wow okay so this is like probably your the gamora thing for you um the only okay. reason i have it lower yeah. is because we have seen him die so many times that like by the sure. time he actually died it was like oh this is the real one and it sinks in and it's sad but it's also like but i've already like kind of prepped myself for this because i've seen him mm. die so many times and he was a villain at first and like there's that idea of like if I think about 2012 Avengers, I would love to see Loki die. But but that's what also makes it so emotional is because it's like you've spent the time with this character. You've grown yeah. to love this character. And it happens right away. First five minutes. Uh, Heimdall mm-hmm. was on my honorable mentions, but like that's mm. even sooner. But like Loki, and the way it happens is just so gross and just snaps the neck. and it's, it's sad. And I think Thor is the best character in that movie. And I think he has the best arc because of that. Like I think it is if you were to say which Avenger, like who's, whose movie is that? It's Thor's movie. Cause it starts with Loki dying and him going through all this to get his, his weapon finally made. He ends up with the guardians, gets the weapon. And then at the end, he's the one who takes the final blow at Thanos, but it isn't enough. Like it's his story. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at one specific character other than Thanos in that movie. And I think this death really propels that. And it's emotional. Uh, but Kelsey, you yeah. had a number three. So just to talk about why you love it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more of the Gamora thing for me where you were so shocked that Gamora went and I was like shocked that this was like, this seemed like the final time. First of all, like you said, Dylan, it happens in like the first like 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's like the opening image practically is just him, his his neck. They put in that sound effect of his neck snapping and then like you see like the discoloration in his face, yeah. how he turns blue oh. And then, as, and then he's just dropped on the ground. And then the next thing Thanos says is no resurrections this time. So it's like the nail in the coffin. Like, no, like that's it. That wasn't a projection. Like that was Loki. And this is it. This is this is the yeah. story, you know? And- I, yeah, I almost wish it wouldn't have worked. But like, I almost wish Loki from 2012, they had somehow gotten him to escape and done his series first. Um, because then this would have probably hit a lot harder. Because I feel like now that we have the series, it's like, okay, but there is a version of Loki out there who exists, and I can be happy in that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and Lo- unfortunate. Yeah. And Loki's definitely, like, my top five, like, in, in, in characters. So to just, like, watch him go, mm-hmm. I was, oh, it was tough. It was tough. Shocking. All right, so who's your number seven? I think I watch. I'm sorry. Just last oh, thought. No, I like yeah. literally from the second I watched like Loki die. I don't think I. I went, <gasps> and then I don't think I took another breath for the rest of the film <laughs> until right, I was sobbing. Anyone, anyone was vulnerable. I mean, like yeah. Loki was the big villain of Phase One. Like he was. He was the big villain in Avengers. And mm-hmm. like to see that Thanos has killed him so easily, it's like wow. Like this, it also set up Thanos as such a threat. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Okay, so my number seven is Natasha in Endgame. I put this higher on my list. I put it at five, but I put it higher on my list because I was like, Kelsey's going to get mad if it's any lower. <laughs> so like, Well, listen. Because you listen. love Natasha. I'm surprised I have it higher. What you did with Loki's death where you were like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, he's died so many times. Like, whatever, whatever. I was like so convinced when this happened. I was like, well... <laughs> they're not just going to get rid of Scarlett Johansson. Like they're not just going to get rid of black widow. Like she's obviously coming back. This isn't the end. Like her death, like literally I wrote down, it like made me go through like all five stages of grief at once because I was like mostly in denial. I was angry. I was depressed, like literally all at once because I was like, well, she did the noble thing for her friend, but like, obviously like she's not dead. And like black widow was like, coming out or like you know they Mm. mentioned it or or whatever so i was like obviously she's got to come back somehow so i spent the rest of that movie 
waiting for her to come back. So I didn't really let her death like really affect me the way that it should have because yeah. I was always anticipating on like the redemption arc that never mm-hmm. came. Yeah, I, and then I by the, the re- end of Endgame, you're already th- you're you've already moved on to another significant I, death. I so think that's why. Like, yeah, I think that's why it wasn't as impactful. If if we were to make this list a year ago, this wouldn't be on my ten because I think it was a the same death as Gamora's, except there was that you know obviously push and pull of Hawkeye, but like it was the same style of death, same music. I was like, we've seen this before, and. Mm right afterwards they all get snapped back it's a big battle that like you don't have time to really process her death so when i you know if when i was ranking it but then because of hawkeye the series and because of the black widow movie and that last credit scene with yelena i think i've kind of it's helped kind of make her death feel more important and more Mm -hmm. um effective on this group especially on clint because you know that his whole show arc in that series is getting over the grief of his friend you know that first episode mm-hmm. he's watching the show and as soon as they say black widow and she goes across the stage in on the broadway show rogers and musical mm-hmm. he, he kind of shuts down he turns his hearing aid off and it's like wow like it's so effective and i think that's why it's higher on my list because it does have an impact now at the time though it, it did seem gypped by the fact that there was a bigger de- death after hers and the fact that we knew her movie was coming so it, like we couldn't really feel the weight of it so i, I know what you mean um but i put it on top mm-hmm. five just because i think there are two characters that I'm about to mention in my seven and six that are kind of in the same boat of like, we know we would see them again. So it didn't make it as tough. Um, But yeah, my number seven for that reason is Groot uh, in guardians of the galaxy. Um, Is that on your list? It is on my list. Where is it? It is my number one. Wow. Okay. So I, I think we should wait to talk about it. I feel like you should have seen this coming. (laughs) Yes. Well, because the, the only reason is because like I said, Right afterwards, we get his son, and it's the baby Groot. We know we're going to at least have some sort of Groot uh, in our lives. That does not make okay. the death sadder, but like it's one of those things we're now watching. I'm like, oh, it's the death of big Groot that's sad, but at least we get baby Groot, and at least you know he's staying alive in some fashion. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's a good death. Well, why don't we wait till later, because it is your number one. We'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. Uh, what is your number six? My number six is Tony Stark. All right, that is my number four. Talk about it, Kels. Okay. Um, I mean, what a send off. I feel like we, we all knew it, what it was coming. I mean, maybe we didn't know he was going to die per se, but we knew that like RDJ Uh, was like coming to an end. I think we all Um, kind of expected it would come. I think we did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think we, and that's why it's lower for me. That's why it's only four for me. Sure. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I just think that it was like so like, like well fully done that. It, it was like, you know what? I can feel good about this death rather than, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't believe they've got rid of him. Like, yeah. you know, we've had his whole 10 years with him. He did the noble thing. He did the sacrificial play. He laid himself down on the wire and let the other guy crawl over him, call back to Avengers. Um, and he, you know, he got his big moment where he was able to say, I am Iron Man again. And it was just, it was just, it was a very well done death. Yeah, like it's it's very well done, and and it takes the time afterward to kind of mourn him mm-hmm. with a whole film. For too. sure, Spider Spider Man Far From Home is a whole yes. film mourning his death. So like, I, I feel like it's frustrating because you know obviously he's got to get a big send off, but also Black Widow didn't, and it, it sucks. But I put them right next to each other at five and four because that whole group of six, it was like we're probably gonna lose Tony at the time. We we're all like we're probably gonna lose Cap, we're probably gonna lose Hawkeye. Like we thought everyone but Thor was gonna die. Mm-hmm. So like and and Black Widow because she had a movie coming out. So like 
it doesn't have the shock factor, which is why my top three is my top three. Gamora didn't see it coming. I won't say what my number one and three are, but I did not see them coming. So like it was at number four because it just didn't have the shock value. But in terms of actual death sequences and death, like just the death scene and the aftermath, I think Tony's has a really amazing one, especially the pepper. Like you can sleep now. You can yeah. finally rest. Yeah. You can finally take that breath knowing what you did and what you sacrificed. Like that was amazing. And then Morgan's reaction, the whole like thing with happy, like, Oh, cheeseburgers. Can we get cheeseburgers? And it's like, Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like that, that death, it's not as shocking, but it is a very, very good death. <laughs> good well-made death sequence <laughs> I, I can't keep saying good <laughs> great death, death. none of these deaths are good i mean a thanos, yeah right but yeah like yeah none of these deaths are, are easy um my number six that was your number six right yeah my number six kind of along the same lines as loki and groot it's vision um is that on your list which vision death well let's see this is what's interesting is because i don't count i i count the thanos ripping it out of the head the the actual death but I, I think I'm counting his whole death scene, the whole goodbye to Wanda, that emotional goodbye, and then him dying, and then Thanos being like, uh, nope, zoop, like mm. just totally. Okay. Having to watch it twice. Okay. Did you put it on your list or no? I have vision, but in vision in another sense. Okay, so Wanda vision, vision. Yes. Okay, cool. So we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But like this vision, the double whammy of like watching him say goodbye to Wanda in an improvised line, the I still feel you, I only feel you or whatever. That was mm-hmm. improvised with Paul Bettany, amazing actor, amazing line mm-hmm. delivery. He dies. It's already sad, but then we have to watch it again and it's totally different. There's no emotion. It's just pure, just cold blooded not even blooded he's a robot but like cold wired death like just boom like (laughs) ripped it out of his head and he just turns immediately gray and that vision of the corpse no pun intended that vision of the corpse that you see throughout wandavision also like it's haunting and it's what makes that first episode you know the first episode is you know very much your happy sitcom black and white but there's that one sprinkle of like that one image of the dead vision corpse and it it, it haunts you um Mm -hmm. so so i wanted to put him at number six because the top five i think are more monumental but i think that number six like it was like the one that like just gave me the most range of emotion in terms of like very emotional goodbye to like very just shocking cold goodbye to like everything that happened in wandavision afterward too which we'll get to when we talk about vision 2.0 his his death but um yeah no very very sad but yeah so my number five is also vision but okay. I was in. I interpreted. Okay, I was interpreting like <laughs> I interpreted um, the way that the vid, like the version of Vision that Wanda created for Westview when they have their whole goodbye sequence yeah. and he kind of like you know fades like you know she takes down all of her magic. Yeah, he and is everything. kind of his own character. He is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, so that moment is my number five. It was just like, it, it's just a classic, like, Paul Bettany. He delivers, like, another one line where he's like, we've met before, so so we will meet again, something along those lines. Some and, other life or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. like, and then he just, his face just, like, fades away in, in her hands. And it just felt like closure because we knew that, you know, the whole arc of WandaVision was just Wanda trying to overcome losing Vision and Mm -hmm. the way that they had these like final moments together her and this version of himself that uh he that she created it was just a really beautiful send-off I feel 
Yeah, no, I I think I wasn't even thinking of that because and I was, I was like, for oh, sure it's like, crying. Yeah, it's it's like a imagined version of him, but he was real to her, like that version. Yeah, I should have put it on my list, and and honestly, I wasn't even thinking of the shows either. I should have. Um, but yeah, no, like that's a great death scene. And you know, saying, death, death very... scene, not death. It was not a great right. death. It's a bad death done well. Uh, yeah. There's no death no is never good. That. Let's death be clear. Never go- we, well, we're not pro. We're not pro death here. We're never on marvelous movie here. Mondays. We're, we're pro beheading of Thanos, but that's about it. Yes, in terms of absolutely. Um, that's a given. Yeah, but yeah, Vision, R.I.P. Dude, uh, we've seen yeah. him die a lot too. Him, mm-hmm. Loki, Groot, like they're all bunched at eight, eight, seven, and six for me because I feel like I've seen them die so many times. But yeah. also, like, ugh, it's never easy. Uh, who's your number? You you talked about your number five vision. My five was Black Widow. We talked about that. Who's your number four? My number four is Eric Killmonger. I didn't put this on my list. Wow. Yeah. I I, I this kind of was an afterthought. I, I did put it in my honorable mentions, but like, yeah, go for it, Kels. Well, like we talked about, we talked a lot about him in our villains ranking. Yeah. I just think that, you know, it like I've said for Tony Vision and now Eric Killmonger, it's just like a very like noble death. It was like, honestly, he was the only villain that was like on the cusp of dying that I was like, no, I kind of don't want this guy to die. Like I, yeah. I want him to, you know, have his redemption arc and and be, you know, kind of nurtured in, in, in Wakanda and maybe made into like a better man, you know, let T'Challa rub off on him a little bit because you know he has the ambition and, and the strength and all that he just doesn't have you know the right moral compass but T'Challa could, totally could have been that for him and yeah. I ne- I've never I don't think I ever rooted for like a villain before in any of these movies yeah. except for him or, or and maybe at some points like Loki but even though I wasn't I wasn't rooting for Loki per se I was just mm-hmm. rooting for Loki to like finally make the right choice mm-hmm. and like you know be a good person for once in his life but yeah. And then that iconic last line that, you know, we we can't we can never look over or forget. So, yeah, yeah, he he, I knew for sure he was going in my top five for sure. Yeah, it's it's a great sequence, a great moment. I, I think it's because he is still a villain, in my opinion, that like it's harder to say like his death was as impactful to me as like Tony Stark or more okay but like no i get it though like it's a great sequence it's it's a sad moment because like you said i, I don't root for him but i root for some of like i i understand him and i understand his motives and there's a part of me that wants certain aspects of himself to win i don't like the way he goes about doing it obviously mm-hmm. and i don't think anyone does and yourself included but i think it, it it's the most interesting moral dilemma we've seen in any of these movies and that's why i think it got that best picture nomination why it got so much acclaim regardless of the impact of the experience for the culture but like also this idea that the villain is so compelling even more so than t'challa in that movie i think um okay and you have those more moral dilemmas you know of yeah like, yeah no he's right but he's also like not going about it in the best way but like he's right um mm-hmm. and, and it makes it very very impactful i, I should have probably put that at like number 10 or something but eh, you know there's only so many you can put um yeah yeah. So what was that was your number from. four? That was my number four. All right, your my four, four was Tony. Tony. Yeah. Who's your number three? Loki. Who we talking okay. about? My number three. Uh, it's interesting because my number three and my number one have not been brought up yet. So I'm wondering if you have them either. Um, have we talked about your number two or one yet? We have not talked about my number two, but we. Right. I mentioned that my number one is Groot. We just didn't talk right. about so, it. So so that means either my three or one you don't have my three. It's recent, but it hit is Aunt May from Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. 
She did. did. She she came across my mind for sure. Wow. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Listen, I wow. will. Okay. So, so my number one is probably on your list. Okay. I just, I saw it coming like the, that yeah. entire time, even though she got up and she was standing and talking, I was like, I'm just waiting. I was like, this bitch is about to collapse. Like she's about to go down. I just know it. I don't know when it's coming, but like, I know she's not yeah. making out of this. And then as soon as she said, with great power comes great responsibility. I was like, up oh, her goose is cooked. This yeah. is done. Well, I, I think it's also one of those things where like, you know, Tony's going to die when he looks at Dr. Strange. Like, you know, either Black Widow or Hawkeye is going to die when they're on that hill. Like, I think knowing okay. it in the moment that it's going to come is fair. I, I think going into the movie, though, we all thought it would be happy. Like, if there was right, going to be a sacrifice. Right. So I didn't actually see this. That is coming. fair. I, I thought it would be happy because also in the trailer, the shot of the bomb exploding is paired with the shot of Happy looking out his car like something's wrong. So everyone was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, Goblin's going to kill Happy. And it was obviously the other way around. It was Goblin killing AMA. But I, I think this is impactful for sure. I think it's emotional for sure. I think it honestly gets the best acting out of Tom Holland in any of these movies. I've always said he plays it a little too light like a kid. And like sometimes he struggles to get to the emotional depth of stuff. But this one, he definitely does. And I think this is really mm. what cemented him as an amazing Spider-Man. No pun intended. But um <laughs> that scene is just so good I, I think it also might just be my love for marissa tomei and just like yeah. the idea of like the aunt being able to kind of be involved in the action because like rosemary harris is amazing but like she was never involved in the action in the original Raimi trilogy it was always like right oh peter good to see you um like she was very old lady old frail lady. yeah and, like this this aunt was like you know yeah like let's save these villains like she's at the shelter with green goblin she's like in the action she even like fights tries to fight in that moment and in that moment i knew she was going down i didn't I thought she was dying and then when she stood up I was like oh she's okay and then she fell and I was like damn mm-hmm. because I remember I was next to you and I was like oh she's good she's she's no yeah she's okay. yeah Phew. I'll um, never forget your like sigh of relief when you saw her like moving on the ground you were like oh thank god like yeah. you but like yeah. going into that I was like oh she's dead and then she stood up and I was like oh she's okay and then she fell again I was like well that's it so like I, I think it was one of those like emotional roller coasters of like down up down and like and I think that's what makes it so good for me is because it's like it's got all that it's got the shock it's got the line the one liner that then carries through I, and my mom even said she was like I haven't seen the first two Tom Holland movies and I saw Civil War so long ago that she's like I didn't really care enough for Aunt May because and and that's fair too I think that's also one of those things where you need to kind of like see her whole journey because she's not that prominent of a character she is but like she's not like a ned or or zendaya sorry mj in this in this story like she's very much a supporting Mm -hmm. character so i get how from some people like it doesn't hit as hard because she's not in as much of the movie and when she dies it's more about him than her but yeah i love it i think it's a beautiful sequence and uh yeah sad so honestly i i have to see that movie again i've still only seen it once since it came out and i've been itching. i have something over you i have something over you i've seen it twice all right (laughs) i've been itching to go back i just haven't been able to get myself back to the theaters but uh uh yeah i i have to watch that movie again because there's so much dialogue i missed at from like when the the spider other spider-men were revealed like i have right. no idea what andrew garfield said the entire time because the audience was just so loud it sounds so like definitely... kind of weird it's kind of weird because like when you see it without a crowd there are obvious moments where they stop like the slightest bit for okay, applause. they're like holding for laughs yeah, and applause yeah, i'm like wait wait why is andrew's just standing there and he's just holding for a sec because obviously they know the opening yeah. of the crowd's gonna applause but it's funny watching sure. back without the crowd um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
So I definitely want to watch the Aunt May sequence again yeah. because then honestly maybe it, it will make a, a spot yeah. in my list for next time. My number two, my number two is Gamora. What is your number two, which I'm assuming is my number one? What's your number two? I don't think it is because you weren't including anyone in the blip, and I very much did include. You don't even have my number one on your top ten. Wow. Okay, this is a crazy list. Okay, well, who's your number two? I'm like, oh my god, did I forget someone? You're making me nervous. Um. I think I know who your number one might be, and I I didn't include them in my top ten. I don't know why. I I don't know. My number two is Peter Parker. Infinity okay, War. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Yep. Okay. I mean, Dill. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Have you ever yeah. seen me cry more in my life? Well, that's what I was alluding than to. Than that moment, watching that movie with you and with my roommate Landon, watching that movie and watching you see that for the first time, knowing it was coming and like kind of having this sly little like smile because I felt bad. I was like, she's gonna, Oh my God. Like this is rough. Cause, cause you had already seen, cause up till then we've already lost all the guardians, Groot, Bucky, Sam, T'Challa. So like mm-hmm. you're already kind of in a phase of disbelief, but then to get yeah. Spider-Man, that was like, Oh, so let's talk about it more. Cause it's, 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 I didn't include it cause I didn't include the snap cause they didn't technically die, but like, I get it. It's a great death scene. If you're talking about like any, any forms of death, this does count. So like, please talk. Yeah. About it. I was definitely very liberal in my definition of death clearly <laughs> right. with my list, but no, yeah, no, even even going in, like I hadn't seen Infinity War. I was doing so well with uh without seeing spoilers. I didn't even watch trailers. Like I I wanted to go into Infinity War completely blind, right. and so I made the mistake of like watching a Tom Holland uh, Instagram live, and he is like notorious a notorious spoiler at this point, even back in 2018. And he said, and he was just, he was talking about the next Spider-Man movie. So a number one, I'm like, well, he's getting another movie. So obviously Mm. his, his life isn't going to be at stake in infinity war. And number two, he's probably not even going to talk about infinity war because he's, he's doing this to promote the Spider-Man far from home. And, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And then he goes, well, I'm confused why they even sent me a contract for the second Spider-Man movie because I died. And I was like, well, I immediately logged off. I was like, okay, well, he's going to say more about Infinity War. So that was the one death I knew about going into Infinity War. Oh, and it okay. still affected me the way that it did. Wow, because it was just so well done. Well, and like, and it's just so, like, it was just so sad. And like, yeah. yeah. The only, oh, the only issue I have with it is the fact that, like you said, and this is just a Marvel problem in general. This is kind of the same thing as Black Widow. We knew there was another Spider-Man movie coming. And I think... Bucky dying, I was like, holy shit, they killed Bucky. Then it was T'Challa, and I was like, holy crap. And I was like, they can't kill T'Challa, he's a moneymaker. But then I remembered Black Widow came out early, Black Panther came out earlier that year. So I was like, oh, maybe they just didn't realize how big of a hit, a hit it would have been. And now they mm-hmm. lost him. That's their loss. That sucks. And then Sam, and then once the Guardians started going, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I can't believe they killed all the Guardians. But I was like, maybe this is just a way to send them off too. But once it was Spider-Man, I was like, ah, shit. So they're all coming back. And that's why mm. I think it was a little less impactful. Because okay. as soon as Spider-Man hit, I went, okay, they're all coming back. Because if honestly, I think if they hadn't had Spider-Man go, and everyone else who died had died, I probably would have thought they were gone 
period. Gone, because gone. it was like Bucky was not expendable. I don't want to say any of them are, but like Bucky was someone where I was like, okay, that's a big enough death where it's impactful, but it doesn't ruin the franchise. Even T'Challa, I was like, well, you know, as I said, they they didn't know how big of a success it could have been, but Spider-Man was really where I was like, oh, okay, they're all going to be back. It's just a matter of time. And then Doctor Strange went, I was like, yeah, no, this is it. Uh, th- this is not going to be a problem. But it's still effective. It's still a great mm-hmm. scene. It's still emotional. It's still sad. Yeah. So <laughs> we got our number you- ones. The, I, I, I can't believe you didn't put on it, but my number one is Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yeah. 2. It, it is yeah. it is still the one that makes me cry the most. I think it's because he is not a huge presence in that first movie, but in that second movie, he really is. But mm-hmm. like the whole theme of the movie of being about fatherhood and like that being like mm. this amazing moment where you think going in, this is going to be a movie about Peter meeting his dad and to see how unfulfilling it is when you find out what his dad is to only have the satisfaction of him always being like, but I raised you and you know, he was your father, but he wasn't your daddy. And it's such a good line. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, it's one of those things where that character going in, if you told me he was going to die, I was like, ah, that sucks. I did not expect to be as emotionally attached to that moment. And then they even go sure. further into playing the father and son song. Like that soundtrack is killer. Yeah. And then at the yeah. end, they show all the, the, the ships and the funeral. And it's like, that to me is like how to execute a death for a character that shouldn't mean as much as it was, but because James Gunn is so good at that, he was able to make you feel things. And I think Suicide Squad's the same thing, where like there are characters where I would never cry over their deaths, but because it's impactful and it's who directed it and wrote it, it's made much more, you know, impactful to me uh, emotionally. So yeah, yeah. That, that's my number one. I, I get it. Like he's also not like a, one of the main characters of the franchise. So I get it. it's like not as sure. it doesn't come to mind as fast, but like those are the moments I cry the most in the MCU is, is that guardians two moment. I don't know why it just makes me emotional. And that last sacrifice. Oh, so good. Any yeah. words on it? <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely crossed my mind a few times when making this list. I just, number I, one. I, it, wow. I, cool. honestly, like he's probably right you know on the outskirts he he's probably like a number 11 you know i i just like i i was thinking about the deaths where i like had f- like full body reactions to and True. for some reason it was just yondu just like maybe it's because it's it's a little expected i don't know for like because they really? they finally like rekindled their relationship in, in that movie so it's like of course he would make the sacrificial play at the end True. also like him just like freezing and like suffocating in space is just like i don't know i always kind of i hate it was i thought that that was like kind of i always thought it was kind of like foolish i don't know know. like like every time they just like have someone just like like looking like weird it like just like floating off like i don't know it just it doesn't Uh, it's not as effective for me Like serious black and oh, and like box. just like floating into that like mist yeah. arc chamber, or whatever it is. I've always yeah, thought that was, that was. I had yeah, to, that's I had a weird way to movie. go. I had to watch a movie three times before I actually like understood that like he died because like, you know, I wasn't the, I was a fan, but I wasn't keen enough when I was younger to realize that she had said because she she says it so fast the Avada Kedavra, and I was just like, wait, he's died. He just floated. What? <laughs> like, yeah, weird because yeah. you don't see blood, you don't see him really like die. You just see him kind of ascend. Um, so I, I get that, but yeah, Yandu, but, it, it hits personally. Like that movie, to me, I always just find so underrated, and like I've always gone to bat for that movie, and I think that's just one of the reasons why is because I have that emotional connection, that ending. Don't really know why. I, I think it's also because like I am very close to my dad, and I just like there's Aww. there's also that idea of like always wanting to be a dad myself and like have that moment. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. So 
that's why it's my number one and I'm not backing down, even though, yeah, our lists are very different. <laughs> our lists are very different. I will but, say, though, the, the whole funeral sequence is very beautiful. I'm almost, yeah. honestly, I'm almost more sad for Rocket during that last yeah, sequence yeah. because, like, it, this was someone that, like, the first, like, person he made, like, a genuine connection to or, like, had a genuine con- connection to besides Groot. Because, yeah. like, obviously he's not very good at maintaining relationships. And now that this person was out of his life, yeah, I was, mm-hmm. like, more sad yeah. for him. Yeah, and, and, and the reason I think it's so high on my list also is because, you look, my number two, Gamora, we see another version of her. My number four, Tony, we've seen so much of him and we see a little bit of his, like, influence in Far From Home. Five, Black Widow, she got her own movie. Six, Vision, he got a show. Groot, he came back as a baby Groot. Loki, he got his own series. You know, like, this is the one death where I feel like they aren't bringing him back. And it's mm-hmm. just like, that's it. It's like the most definitive of, I think, all these deaths, maybe Aunt May as well. And that's why they're both in my top three because it's like, it's very definitive. Like, this is the end. Some. Well, as I said before, Dill, my number one is Groot. Yeah, talk and about it. if you thought that I couldn't cry, if you thought <laughs> me watching Peter Parker was the hardest you've ever seen me cry, I'll I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? No, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Groot was the yeah. hardest yeah. I've ever cried. Like I think to date, that's not true. But it was like, Gar- like in life. Was- no, I, I took it Only back MCU. immediately because it wasn't. Um, no, I was saying in life, but then I, I took it I took it back because I've cried harder in life. Um, <laughs> so Guardians is my first ever movie in, to the MCU. My introduction wow. to the MCU. Sure. I immediately fall in love with Gru. I'm, I, I'm eating it up every time he's on camera. I love this character. I love how he's just like the lovable, like dumb one that's just like the muscle and like it he's such a great dynamic to rocket who's just like all mouth and like yeah. you know a grump and and whatever and um our good friend tyler was sitting next to me the entire time thinking exactly what you were thinking watching me watch the peter parker death being like oh no she doesn't know she doesn't she know what's no coming idea. and then he's wrapping himself he's growing himself into a twig a ball of twigs to save his family and his parting words are we are groot I lost it immediately. I lost it. And I was sobbing. I was crying the entire time because I didn't know. I didn't know they were going to resurrect him. They were going to put him in a tiny pot and he was going to be dancing for the final sequence. It's like, I I was like, oh my God, like, this is it. Like, I just lost like the best character in like cinematic history. I don't even know how to describe this right now. And And I think it's also more effective when you realize when James Gunn confirms that baby Groot is not the same Groot. It's a offspring. And I think that mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more emotional because you realize that this Groot, the one that Rocket has had the time with, the brother Groot is gone. And now it's like Rocket is the father to this new Groot. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that also makes it a little tougher for me because it's like, no, this is the end of this Groot. And that's why I counted it on the list because, yeah, it's emotional. It, it was, I think, down in I think seven for me only because we did see baby Groot so shortly after. And it's like, he fills that void very well, but sure. Uh, yeah. No, the death itself is emotional and rocket rocket being like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. and it's like, Whoa. And, and he die. has the same reaction when, yeah. when Groot is being snapped away. Baby Groot is being teenage Groot is being snapped away by the snap. It's like the, Oh no, come on. No. It's like, yeah. it's almost like disbelief. Uh, he's yeah. been through it. Rocket has been through it. I think more than any other character, rocket and Clint, I've just had their fair share of just disappointment. Yeah. They should team death. up, honestly. Rocket and Clint. I, I yeah. like that show. You call it uh, 
hawk raccoon or rac- raccoon eye raccoon eyes yeah raccoon like, eyes like like when when a girl cries with mascara aka <laughs> me <laughs> watching all these deaths aka kelsey watching these deaths that's hilarious um yeah that's your number one i i, I think it would be foolish to like combine these and try to fi- figure out like our top 10 but like what do you think our number one would be then if we're combining because you didn't have yondu gamora was really low tony was my four where was tony for you tony was my six that's 10 where was black widow for you seven 10 Groot was your one and my seven so that's an eight. I, I think Groot would still be our number one death then if we combined our list because it was my seven and your one and that's eight and that's smaller than 10 so yeah where was Groot loki is, Groot, for you loki was my number eight where was he for you mm, two three three. Oh, so he was 11 points yeah so Groot by if you compare both of our lists Groot is the most heartbreaking slash best sequenced death of the mcu <laughs> yeah. which is fitting because you know he was kind of the first big death I, I feel like he was the first big death i mean colson was immediately retconned because of agents of shield but i think after that because bucky came back as winter soldier i think the first like huge death in the mcu was Groot. yeah right like i don't yeah. think there was anything before that i don't know i mean technically if you want to count bucky but yeah no, like you can't um did you have any honorable mentions kills anything else you toyed around with I toyed around with, like I said, Yondu. I honestly toyed around with Phil Coulson. Yeah, honestly, I didn't count him because he comes back in the show. But no, that, sure. that is a fair one. And and also, it's Coulson. I forgot about him at this point. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, this was completely inspired. So, like, I pitched this idea to Dylan uh, a few weeks ago. And I completely stole the idea from another YouTube channel where these uh two guys do what they their version of like this top five like beat down so they did like a top five mcu deaths and their their deaths were like so like specific and and like peculiar like one of them was like so you remember in ant-man when darren cross like shoots the guy with like the gun and he turns into goo like that that was one of their deaths and and i think they went like the more like gruesome level i think yeah Maybe we can what? make that a show too. We can we could do like an episode where we talk about like the most peculiar, underrated, like n- very like niche Marvel death. Like, the best niche Marvel deaths. Yeah, because these yeah. are all mainstream. Like we're talking about Tony, Black Widow, Groot, Vision, and Loki. Like we're, yeah. we cannot get more mainstream. But like, yeah, let's, yeah, for let's sure. Talk about the guy who was like experimented on who turned into the goo. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like one, there one one of the guys like t- number one death was Zemo's family. <laughs> <laughs> I like Zemo's it was <laughs> no it was like it was so oh. random i don't even remember like his reasoning for it like i think it was just because he was like you know it's the driving factor for all of civil wars that he like that his oh, family died okay. but was, yeah but also but Vision's like, death is the driving factor of nine episodes of a television series that was emmy nominated so I yeah mean, <laughs> there's that argument it um, was just it was very funny it was a very funny one yeah, I'm place. trying to think if there's any like under un, low key deaths. No, no pun intended. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's Maybe the guy like, from the TVA who's pruned. But no, but but we know if they prune, they don't die though. Right, so. right, right. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe classic Loki because he does die. Maybe classic. He does die. He yeah. gets eaten by um, Goliath. Yeah, some some of my honorable mentions. Goliath. I did put Eric, I did put Eric Killmonger on there. I did write down the snap, even though it's not really you know. Um, sure. Frigga, Frigga, Frigga was big, except I, I don't really go yeah. back to that movie a lot, but Frigga, yeah. Frigga's death was big, because uh, also that's something that even in Loki they talked about a lot. Uh, Heimdall and all those guys, but like I feel like they were kind of gypped, to be honest. Yeah. Um, T'Chaka, 
big death. Um, yeah. His 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 friend his friend James, um, who who ends up being Forrest Whitaker. Oh, uh, that yeah. was sad too. Uh, the ancient one in Doctor Strange, a, a surprising one. I did not expect I, that. I thought of that one too. Yeah, yeah. And I put Quick Quicksilver also on my honorable mentions. So that was it. And I'm not putting Tommy and Billy because they're out there. We saw the post credit scene. We know they're out there. Um, <laughs> we got to get them back. Do you think right, it's so, gonna be like them as like children, or do you think they're gonna be like grown? I think they'll still be kids because they still well, have the kids. The, I don't know, well, the man. kids are get by the time they. I, 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 I hope they're like filming whatever they need to film like right now because those kids yeah. like kids grow <laughs> fast. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could just have them keep playing them. Is what I'm saying. Like just oh age, okay age okay because I don't think they need sure. to like recast. I don't know recast. I don't um, know. I, I also thought about uh, Shang Chi's father. Uh, that that moment and and the the yes. bow and arrow instructor for for Katie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. there's good good recent ones, but um okay. I have one question. Yeah. Which of like the main cast members now in the MCU do you think besides T'Challa because we know it's coming? Uh, do you think will be the next big MCU big death? death? I'm trying to think. Honestly, maybe Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah, I could see it happening. May, I don't know. Do you think that he's biting like it in, in Thor? Well, but, but the thing is, Thor: Love and Thunder is first, and Guardians Three won't come out for another year or two after that. So I think he's yeah. he's at least going to be here for a few more years. My thought was Multiverse of Madness. Poor Wong. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Wong's getting out of there. You don't think Wong's making it out of Multiverse of Madness? I don't, I don't know. I don't Dude, know. That'd be I, so sad. I, I just I was thinking. I was like, they're not going to kill Doctor Strange. They're not going to kill Wanda. I was like, but you know. If they want Doctor Strange to be the kind of fair supreme game. again, I mean, they've shown him a lot too. He was in Shang Chi, he was in Spider Man. Yeah. Like he's popping yeah. up. Maybe they're trying to make us feel for him to then boop. But we do know that Bruce Banner is now human again because of the Shang Chi post credit scene. And in Shang Chi, he is talking to Wong. So maybe Shang Chi happens around the same time She Hulk happens, which would make it after multiverse amanda so maybe he won't die i don't know it's also hard because you also got to take into account all the contracts and all just the order of movies and what's coming and what's not and be like oh wait mm -hmm. no but they're going to be in that so they you know. i also think drax is is going to be the next guardian we lose but i don't want to think about honestly it I, I, just... will, I will cry if you want to see me ugly cry <laughs> drax and rocket if they go i i may not finish the movie you may see me walk up and leave wow you may see me still have you ever leave. have you ever walked out of a movie I've walked out of a movie once. Do you want to? I, I, I don't want you to guess because it's you're never going to be able to. March of the Penguins. <laughs> the Jim Carrey movie? No, not Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, that's Mr. Popper's. March of the Penguins, which is the Morgan Freeman narrated documentary about animals, birds walking on ice. And I was, <laughs> I did not, I was not bored to the point where I wanted to leave because I was bored. I was so bored that I started by, I was just so bored and there was no more popcorn left that I just was like, I'll just eat the kernels. And I chipped, I, I had a baby tooth. It was a baby tooth, but I, I bit the kernel so hard that the baby tooth fell out, but it, half of it kind of broke off because it wasn't loose enough yet, but it was just to the point where it was getting loose enough where like half of the tooth fell out and half of it didn't. So my mom was like, you are gushing blood all over yourself. We are leaving. And we left the movie. Okay. So that is the only okay. time I've ever left the movie theater, but it was because it was boring that I did start to eat the popcorn kernels <laughs> and gotcha. I broke my tooth and had to leave. And luckily it was a baby tooth because the doctor was like, all right, we're going to pull it. And then it was good. And it was all done. But like, 
if it was an adult tooth, like that would I would have been fucked <laughs> if I had, if March of the Penguins was the reason why I needed to wear like false teeth. Um, I gotta so. say, if they want to get me with a Guardian's death that isn't Groot, the next one for me would be Rocket. Yeah, no, I yeah, Drax and Rocket are the two where like, I'm like I'm, they're I'm off worried limits, for even them. though even though their contracts are up and. Dave Batista has said he's like I'm done. Um, they didn't even ask him for what if, and he was upset about it. So like I think he's he's like a kind of upset just with Disney in general. So I'm hoping James sure. Gunn is able to get him back on board. But if we see Drax or Rocket go, I won't be surprised, but I'll definitely be sad. Um, well, yeah, I'm, sure I'm gonna bet sad. on Wong. Wong's Wong's my bet. Uh, the next one will lose. What do you What do you think? Do you have one? I'm like thinking of like what's coming out next. I mean, Thor, Love, and Thunder, I don't want to say it, but can we lose Korg? <laughs> don't even go there. I can't believe you even said that. Well, who are they going to kill? Thor? No, no. they're not going to kill Thor. I think, like, Chris Valkyrie. Hemsworth is, like, honestly in it for the long haul. Like, I, I could Hemsworth see is, him. I think do- they could kill Bruce Banner and She-Hulk. I would not be surprised there. Maybe. I don't know. I'm. I'm I don't trying like to, to think of like. This, but it, but it's I don't like to theorize this either, because yeah. I'm trying to think of like because I know they're gonna want to kill someone who like we kind of love. You know, they kind of yeah. like going after the fan favorites. So it like you know yeah to piss off it the stirs, fans. It stirs off. It stirs up emotion. The so fans I'm that like love them so much. So Korg might be in trouble in Thor: Love and Thunder, and I don't well, want to think also, about it. He's also directing it, so he might be like. I just can't multitask. <laughs> just, boom. Or he'll be like, I'm not getting rid of myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I bailed on the New Zealand accent because that's your thing. But uh, maybe, maybe Meek. No, I, I just I wouldn't multitask. be that sad. I wouldn't be that sad about Meek. Meek? Well, Meek almost died for a second in Meek, Thor I feel like Meek is already dead. He's just zombified to some extent. <laughs> oh, just like you know who's, scissor hands and you know who's like, gonna go because she i don't i don't want to bring politics into this but i did hear that evangeline lily was very much talking about you know vax mandates oh, we could see the wasp eat it <laughs> right my my Maybe. dad did tell me about this but yeah. also letitia wright has also like she's an anti-vaxxer right. as well True, but, kinda... they, but they're already losing black panther so like they need someone I, I i don't know how they're gonna deal with that that's gonna be interesting I, I wonder if they'll sacrifice her or not so we have a lot of p- candidates here we, we could start placing bets we got wong shuri the wasp i would oh also God. put i would i put hank you know who in the conversation because he's you old know who i want to put in the con- you want to put yeah who louise i don't think they kill louise see i think louise is someone like like a ned in spider-man that like i was like there's no way he's gonna die like like he's just too valuable i don't know, I don't know. some people were nervous for ned before no way Home i was came not out. i was more nervous for a ned villain turn than anything else mm. but okay. i don't know or i don't even want to say it but maybe toby spider-man will be the next one to go because he'll pop up in multiverse of madness no i don't and then he'll die <laughs> if they were to do that just bring toby back again only to kill him to in kill him madness. no sam raimi wouldn't kill spider-man that that's kind of that... spider-man if I was Toby Maguire, I, w- I would turn down that contract. I would say, no, actually, I'm not no. doing that. No. You're not, Except you're not it's Sam Raimi. He would probably out. say yes. But Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, that was our show. <laughs> we were counting on the desk. I was trying to extend it to a little more than an hour to make it something meaty for y'all to listen to. But we took our bets <laughs> on the next step. Uh, comment down below if you're watching us on video as to who you think will be the first to bite the dust in the rest of Phase 4. Uh, maybe it'll be someone we haven't met yet. Maybe Moon Knight is not going to make it to his last phase. I don't know. Um, anyway, Kelsey, where can they find you? I'm, I'm exhausted. Where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can follow me on TikTok at KOZ13, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. There could be some things on the horizon. I'm wow. getting back into the YouTube the game, baby. I was going to say, yeah, it's been, it's been so long, Kelsey. I, I miss your YouTube videos. I'm glad you're bringing it back. Um, exciting announcement coming on my channel soon. I need to just approve, get the okay, and, and it'll be smooth sailing. But uh, there is a potential that everything on my channel will be in podcast form. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in the the um, process of, of getting the Dill Pickle podcast up and running, which will just be all my YouTube videos, but like you'll be able to listen to them in podcast form. So like oh, you'll okay. be able to listen to my reviews, anything I rank. Um, I, I'm doing some uh, other shows like Picture This and, and Frame Rack, which aren't our video exclusives that I want to make audio accessible because we had an amazing guest on uh, Picture This and he said it would be great if people could like listen to this as well instead of just having to watch it on YouTube. And I said, that's a good point because our show is on audio and it is right now the only show still running on my channel that is also audio. So I was like, why not just make it more accessible for everyone? So um, it'll be on its own feed. Marvelous Movie Mondays will still be its own thing, uh, but I'm in the process of trying to get two separate feeds going, which is a lot to juggle, the Marvelous Movie Mondays and the other podcasts. I may mm. accidentally upload one of these to that one and one of those <laughs> to this one because of uh, the different logins, but I'll figure it out. Uh, but if you are listening on audio, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Music, thank you for listening. Uh, give us a five star if you think we've earned it. Uh, if you want to uh, be the death of our podcast, you can give it a one star, but uh, we hope not. We don't want to end up on your best uh, best MCU deaths list. Um, but yeah, follow us also on the video channel, uh, Dill Pickle Movie Network, where you can find this show. You can find several other, sh other shows, including Picture This, a show where we go through every single Oscar nominee for Best Picture ever. Uh, next month, we're doing, in honor of Sidney Poitier's death uh, and Black History Month, we're doing 1967, which has two of Sidney Poitier's movies, as well as a very famous movie, The Graduate. Uh, so we'll check that out. And uh, you can follow me at Dylan underscore Randazzo. I just finished Sundance coverage. So uh, there's a lot of Sundance reviews on my letterbox and on my Twitter. And uh, if you go to my channel, you can watch my Sundance best of the fest video where I talk about my top five movies at Sundance Film Festival, including the ones that I would put as honorable mentions that I also want to shout out. And some of the movies that I hated, a.k.a. <laughs> Sharp Stick, which is a terrible film. Um, and you can follow me at Dylan Randazzo 417 at TikTok. That was a lot to say in a minute or two. But uh, any last words, Kels? <laughs> Did we see these characters what we're doing next week? Them. Why don't we do that? That's such a good idea. Thank you, because hey. I would have fucking forgot. Um, That's why you we, asked me to do this with you, Dill. We I'm were here. sitting watching Spider-Man, and we said, wow, we wish we could react better to Matt Murdock's appearance. We wish who's we the had blind lawyer of, guy? We were like, who's the blind lawyer? I knew who the blind lawyer guy was, but I, even I was like, I wish I could appreciate this more, uh, because we never watched Daredevil on Netflix. And uh, obviously Daredevil is supposed to be one of the better shows on Netflix, like uh, Jessica Jones, like The Punisher. There are some shows that we probably won't watch because they we heard they weren't good, but we heard Daredevil was great. We want to give you guys our thoughts on it because uh, characters are popping up everywhere. We saw a character pop up in Hawkeye. We saw a character pop up in Spider-Man. Like these characters are now part of the MCU. So it is not canon to the MCU, but these characters are now in the MCU. Uh, so we want to just watch them to just get a better understanding of how badass they are or how not badass they are. Uh, some people <laughs> have said like they're more badass in the show than they are in the MCU. So I'm excited to see it. We'll be watching the first seven episodes because we, there are three seasons each at 13 episodes. So we're going to try to get through all of them in the next two months. Uh, so the way we're doing that is we're going the first seven, then the next six, then the next seven, then the next six, then the last seven, then the last six uh, until we finish all of those in a span of six weeks spread across the span of two months. 
So we will be reviewing the first seven episodes of Daredevil next week. Kelsey, you excited for it? Yes, I am. Yeah. It's I... a lot of TV to watch. It's seven hours, but we're we're gonna we're gonna do it. There's a lot of snow keeping us inside. We exactly. Get, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, TikTok keeps telling me about how good this show is and how attractive mm-hmm. Matt Murdock is. So I'm like, yeah. all right, say no more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, I, I hopefully there'll be something I like in there too. Um, but no, it's it, it like Rosario Dawson. She's in it. I I think so. Okay, cool. I'll see I you later. She, I'm gonna I, go watch that because <laughs> I'm very excited now. Um, Kelsey right. just made me very excited. Um, all right, <laughs> thank you guys for watching uh, episodes one through seven. We will spoil it obviously, but because it's been on TV forever. But uh, Netflix, you can watch the show that that show if you want to follow along with us. We will be talking about the first seven episodes of Daredevil next week, uh, and more Marvel trivia is on the horizon too in a few weeks. So uh, we're excited because someone's got to challenge that girl for the belt. Uh, she's got to give it up at some point or not. Maybe she'll defend it till the end of time. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for watching Marvelous Movie Monday. That was Kelsey. I'm Dill. See you next week.